This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Game of Thrones. <laughs> to be more specific, we're going to be talking about Season 8. Uh, the season finale was just yesterday, as, the, as we record this. So we haven't talked about it in a while. We've just kind of briefly touched about it in our news section. So we thought we'd give a whole episode about season eight. And uh, later on down the line, I think we're going to do just a all-encompassing Game of Thrones. Maybe our favorite moments throughout the entire series or something. But today we're just going to be focusing about season eight. So also, spoiler warning, if you have not caught up with the series, we're talking about everything. So Yep. Again, huge spoilers. I didn't see Ghidorah at the end. I didn't, did not expect that. Yep. That was <laughs> uh, so yeah, all right. We're wasting enough time on spoiler talk. Uh, also, another note: Alex is not caught up, but he doesn't care. He's going to let us uh, <laughs> talk about it. He's going to ask questions along the way because, like, Alex, you read all the books, right? Not all of them, but I read most of them. I think. And then how? And then how far are you in the series watching? Uh, season two, maybe? Oh, okay. Which which book did you get through, Alex? Um, the Hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> Auto, autobiographical. Uh, what was the one after Feast for Crows, The Dance of Dragons? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's caught up in the books, right? Yeah, that's caught up. That's like the fifth book? I believe so. Yeah. See, so yeah, I've I've also read all of the books. Yeah, Scott's read all the books, watched the entire series. I've watched the entire series and read one and a half books. I'm like <laughs> halfway through uh, Clash of Kings. Um, maybe one of these days when all if, if he ever does finish all the books, I probably will go back and at least listen, listen to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, um, I think that's it. Before we start, we're going to do a top ten list. There will be no crossover. It's probably going to go run run long. Uh, Alex will have questions as we go along. Let's kind of do a little bit something different this time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll get into it. Uh, this ep- this season had six episodes. First off, that's a big uh, thing that people are a little upset with. Uh, a lot of the episodes were hour plus, so that was decent. Yeah, 80, 80 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, just, I guess, real quick, looking over here. Two of them were directed by Miguel Spochnik. Two by David Nutter. Uh, Nutter Butter. Three by David Nutter. And then one, the last one was by the actual, the double D's, <laughs> David and DB. Uh, and they were all written by them, the double D's. Except for, I guess, Brian Cogman looks like wrote the first one. I don't know. I, I'm seeing these names like I know who they are. Oh, <laughs> and Dave Hill. Good old Dave. 
<laughs> All right. Well, let's just jump in. Um, I'll do my number 10. And. And. Sorry. It's uh, <laughs> this is from. Yes. I was swallowing. <laughs> did, you, did you go take a shit? <laughs> no. Uh, it's from the first episode this season, and it's when Danny and John and everybody return to Winterfell, or arrive at Winterfell, I should say, and the procession and everything, like, mimicking episode one, the pilot of Game of Thrones. They had the same music, they had, like, the same entourage of, you know, the knights coming and doing the whole, like, pomp and circumstance, I guess, if you want to say, for the king arriving, or the queen in this case. Um, there was even a little kid running through the crowd to like see, get a better view, and at one point she runs by Bran and Arya, kind of you know looking back on season one, episode one. So I really liked that. I thought that was really cool, and it was a good start to the season for me. Yeah, there was there was a lot of bookending like that yeah. throughout the 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 entire run of the season, which which we'll get to, I'm sure. But yeah. But I really, I just really, when I was, and especially when they played that music, it was like, oh, have I heard this? Oh, that's season one. And by the way, I went to a couple watch parties throughout the season. And last night, we watched episode one before we started this. We watched episode one and then part of the last episode. But in episode one, meaning season one, the pilot. And man, those kids have grown. <laughs> and, Anakin. And, yeah. Anakin, you have grown. Yeah. Uh, episode one. Yeah, there's a lot of prequel uh, similarities in this. We'll get to later, but <laughs> it, it is it is weird watching them grow up like that, growing up and people who you forgot about who are dead, and and some of the adults even just like looking at Jamie, Cersei, and Tyrion, they all look way different. Um, it was just cool to watch that the pilot episode last yesterday. But yep, number number ten, the the Queen's return the teleportation return. to Winterfell. There's a lot of that, yeah. <laughs> All right, Scott. A wizard did it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so number ten. Uh, there's a common, common gripes, um, which I was kind of okay with at this point. Where, as we just mentioned, the teleportation. Um, but they they were, they they went beyond that in this season. I, I felt like, where again, like you mentioned, Jeff. People were upset there was only six episodes, although everybody knew there was six coming. So they were they were upset that they 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 didn't prepare more. I don't know, uh, but it felt like in, in some of these episodes, the kind of rules of the the universe they were living in just adjusted for that episode, <laughs> just just to move the plot along to where they wanted it to be. Um, and yeah, just individually, like a lot of these are, are just kind of nitpicks uh borderline gripes that i had uh but they all kind of added up um so it wasn't one singular thing but just just a lot of like little things bothered me and it, and by the time the the finale was over it kind of left a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth um so for for starters um it it's more than just teleportation but uh Danny's whole fleet gets destroyed, <laughs> and then they just magically teleport to Winterfell. Like in the next scene, like they could have said something about like, "Oh, we've, it's a good thing we have reserve ships or something." Um, there was Wait, but weren't they march? Wasn't John taking the other ones? 
Yeah, but the 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 unsullied and uh, like show up there too. Okay. Well, if we're gonna, if we're starting to nitpicks. <laughs> uh, we'll see. I don't know if I'm going to steal stuff from you, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so there was that. Um, so a lot, yeah, a lot of the stuff. Quick, a lot of stuff with <laughs> with with the the dragon versus the scorpions. The scorpions like dominate, and then all of a sudden they don't. And and I get it that she's riding the the smartest of the three dragons, and she's like helping to steer him, or 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 I don't know, ride him away from all that stuff. But it seems like all of a sudden they became wildly ineffective. Uh, it's a little problem with that, but I, uh, you know, again, just just to meet the needs of the episode. Um, so one thing there I will defend, at least they showed her doing strategy the last time where she came out of the sun to blind them so they couldn't get it. You know, like at least it was they were showing that, right? Like she was putting the sun to her back. So therefore they were looking directly at it. Like I like that. Like if you're going to. They at least accounted for that. Why <laughs> the first two drag, the first dragon died like a chump, but no problem. And then at least this one, yeah. it made sense to me. So, so um, yeah, I, I, like I was saying, they, they show her like steering him and stuff and it makes oh, a little more sense. Scorpions like the crossbows. Yeah. Yes. Not okay. Real no, not, not real scorpions. <laughs> no, no, no. Who magicked up giant scorpions? <laughs> yeah. Or was it the band Scorpion? They, they, they just had a big, you know, CGI budget to blow. So here I am, bam, bam, rock you like a hurricane. It seems like they you were just using the scorpion stupidly, uh, for for the most part. Whereas before they were very effective. Um, it just other things like. Jamie's journey outside of the the city <laughs> like, that didn't make any sense. I mean, I was okay with it. Again, it's just more teleportation. Um, how Jamie and Yearn meet? That was super lazy writing. Uh, you where, bumped into him at a bar, basically. Where Yearn is, Yearn is is basically swimming out of the water at the same time Jamie's walking up to the to the spot where he's trying to get to. Right. Like, that was just lazy writing. And then there was just a lot of that stuff where they could just handle it a little more smartly. And for whatever reason, they, they just decided not to. You know, all, all they had to do with a lot of this stuff was, like, um, like show her, like, I, I don't know, like flying low or being too fast on Drogon. Like, just a lot of other things they could have done. Well, they did show her flying low. She was, like, skimming the water at some points. And fast. Yeah. I assume because they didn't see it. Yeah, I don't. I, most of your stuff, I agree with almost everything you're saying. I will defend a little bit. I think she had used a lot more smarts that's that fight, so I can kind of understand why. So, so again, I'm saying it like it, it makes sense, but I'm just saying they could have done more to set that up. Yeah. So yeah, the. the other gripes, but those are those were the main ones for me. Oh, and and finally, the probably my biggest one is just <laughs> they, they they blew the the budget and all the CGI instead of having extras. So <laughs> so like all these huge battles, and there's like nobody left. Like it just looks like everybody's dead. And then the next episode, it's like oh, they still have a whole army. Like that didn't make any sense to me. Well, that was the thing I was going to say until you cut me off earlier, but. <laughs> <laughs> they killed all the Unsullied in the Dothraki in the first battle, yeah. and then they're all there in the yeah. Black's battle. I don't understand that, but 
Yeah, how the, how, how, reserves. how the hell know. are the, the Insulid holding the city when there's like 20 of them? Oh, they're pretty tough. Yeah, I guess so. They don't have balls. But they don't do have, have balls. balls. Yeah. All right. Those guys, with that, those guys with no balls have a lot of balls. <laughs> yeah. They got nothing to lose. It's crazy. All right. Well, my number nine, I'll just continue off with Scott saying my biggest gripe, and I really like this season. I do not have as many concerns as most people do uh, on this season. But the one thing that most people complain about that I do have to agree with is it was very bad pacing. It needed stuff needed more room to breathe. So I don't know why they had to cut the season short by four episodes and last season by three episodes. St- like such bad execution in a lot of stuff. And there's you know there's the obvious one that I'm sure we're gonna get to later. But other stuff, for the most part, everything made sense. Like it tracks. It's just you needed more. Like it didn't feel like Game of Thrones with subtleties and everything. It was just very just. <laughs> All right, kill the Night King. Done. We're gonna do this. Now we gotta go with this. Done. And it's just like move on to the next point, and that's. Yeah, like said, bad I, writing at some point, but just yeah. the pacing—it just didn't have. I I, I agree. I have a little bit more to say about that specifically, yeah. but yeah, so I just, just it, it, like my, my biggest problem with that is just, just people started acting stupidly to move the plot along. Like people were just yeah, being idiots. They, but I think that's why they just didn't. If they had more episodes, they right. would have, I, Just let stuff breathe a little bit. Like that's. I'm going to be pretty positive throughout this podcast. That's the one thing. I just want to get that out of the way. That if you just had room to breathe, I think things would have fell into place a little nicer. And you wouldn't have the teleportation. You wouldn't have to have the forced... Like you said, Euron and Jamie fighting on the beach out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> Is that like Pulp Fiction? <laughs> what? Like Pulp Fiction? He just sees them crossing the street. Son of a bitch. He tries to run him over with his horse. I mean, yeah. it kind of is. Like, Jamie's <laughs> trying to sneak into King's Landing, and at the same time, Euron washes up on shore, and he's like, yeah, Jamie. Jamie. <laughs> Jamie. Jamie, please. please. Jamie, please. Put the cookie uh, down. So, yeah, that that's my biggest gripe. Uh, where everything ended up, plot and all that stuff, I pretty much I don't have a problem with. Couple minor exceptions, but it was just the pacing. It didn't feel like didn't feel Game of Thronesy. I'll just say that for a lot of this. But then some of it really did too. So I don't know. But that's my big gripe. That's my number nine. Oh, Scott. How, many, how many coffee cups were in this uh, in this uh, last episode? I heard there was a water bottle. <laughs> there was water bottles. Yeah. <laughs> so I think they were just doing it on purpose at that point. Uh, so my number nine uh, is. Uh, you're on Greyjoy is basically Ramsey 2.0. Like for whatever reason, the the writer, like the the showrunners, um, you know David Benioff and DB Weiss, felt like they had to have some like somebody be a psychopath. They're like, okay, Ramsey's gone, so we're gonna have this guy. And I just kind of rolled his eyes like every rolled my eyes every time he was like saying and doing stuff. And it's like, oh, we get it. Like you're. <laughs> You're irreverent. Like, Did he wave a sausage at anybody? No. Oh. Just, like, yeah, this just, like, guy's way worse than Ramsey. He's just kind of bug-eyed and just like saying stuff to be shocking. And other than like him taking out a, a dragon, he was kind of useless. Uh, you know, he does fight Jamie, and yeah, he, I mean, loosely tied in the plot. He's just, I don't know, way different from his character in the books. Um, and it's probably the probably the only time I bring up the books as far as 
that, to say that they're way better, but in the books, he's like older and he's like way more grizzled um, and just way more cunning. And this, he looks like he's like leading a band of people straight out of a, a what's the music video? Sherwood Forest. Not Sherwood Forest. Oh. Um, damn it. The Scorpions again. So Mary Here J- I am. No. So Mary J. Blige with what? I think of some music video where they're all wearing like black, like leather, and they look like trash bags. That's basically all of his sailors. That's what they look like in this. <laughs> I, think I know, you, what, I know what you're talking about. about. Yeah. 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 And yeah, I just, I just felt like he just wasn't adding anything for me. It was just too much. Like again, that's the the showrunners felt like they needed this like Ramsey 2.0, and that's basically what this guy was. Like, and it, and it but he started, wasn't. Ramsey was way better than this guy. There was too much Ramsey. Uh, I would agree with that, but I'm saying this guy doesn't even... That's as bad as... That's just, I'm saying how bad he is. Yeah. He doesn't even compare to Ramsey. Right. Ramsey was definitely over the top, too. Right? I mean, it wasn't even this season, too, starting with this guy. Yeah. No, but like, the, the very, very first time you meet him, and they, they, they crown him... You know, worst brothers. They crown him king at the the king's boot. Um, oh, yeah, the king's boot. <laughs> they... The first thing he says after he gets crowned is like something along the lines of, "All right, let's go find my my niece and nephew so I can murder them." I'm like, really? That's that's the lines you're gonna have coming out of this guy's mouth. Um, and and as as small side, um, yes. We'll we'll talk about the <laughs> the uh, the new king's moot later. Uh, moot bump. What the hell is with Yara Greyjoy complaining that they're choosing a king that way? Well, that's exactly what they fucking do in the Iron Isles. Just saying. Mm-hmm. I think she was mad that because they, they were because it was John who killed Danny. Right, but she was Spoiler still alert. she was still bitching about. It. <laughs> yeah, who's Danny again? Yeah, Daenerys, Stormborn, mother of dragons. Oh, breaker of chains, breaker of queen of the Andals, protector of seven oh. kingdoms. Wait, whoop. bitch gone mad. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah, uh, I heard she did. Uh, uh, WWE style heel turn. We'll get to that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my number eight is uh, Tyrion. So Tyrion's character has gone downhill the last few seasons, and he's given lots of he's given good advice, but it's not worked out. I, I will say that I don't think he's given terrible advice, but it just hasn't worked out. But I think at the end. When okay, here's the big spoiler: Bran becomes king of the six kingdoms. That almost sounds like a joke coming out of your mouth. <laughs> like we're trolling people. It does. It, it's no one. I don't think ever would have picked him becoming. But I like that. It's, it kind of works for me, and I like the way that Tyrion finally. I'm just the thing is, I think to, Tyrion, whenever he's sober, he makes decent decisions. So he was right out in the cell for a while. <laughs> yeah, he had to think about. It. He's on. Dry, he had to think about Dry it. Island. Yeah, like I was thinking back in season one when he was in the 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 sky cell, and he had to like bribe his way out of getting out of there with uh, when Bron when Brant when Bron shows up. Anyway, when he's sober, he makes decent decisions, and I think. If you think about it, it kind of makes sense that Bran is king, even though it's not what anybody wanted. And I just like that Tyrion, I think, in my mind, kind of redeemed himself for the last stupid... But he just, like I said, his decisions weren't even that bad to begin with. They were all smart. Like, 
Uh, give Asha two axes. <laughs> Asha loves axes. Yeah. <laughs> um, like the whole thing. It's the last season when the take. Uh, not High Garden. Is it High Garden? Where are the Lannisters from? And Jamie's the Lannister port. Lannister port. Yeah. All this, his decisions, I think, were good. Just he got outplayed. He didn't think. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> he wasn't. He didn't think highly enough of his opponent, right? Like he didn't think Jamie was that smart or all yeah, that stuff. He underestimated everybody. Underestimated. That's the idea. There's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. He. Pretty awesome. He's he's actually like really bad at playing the Game of Thrones, which is a problem I think they had in the show because he starts off like being very clever. In season two, he's off. Yeah, and then he just kind of. Yeah, he just stops being. He's too good at that point. If anything, that shows the show shows. Saying so you try to be good, just bad things are going to happen. Yeah. But anyway, I, I think he came up with the right decision with Bran, even though it's not what we wanted. And I just did like his ending that he's back as Hand of the King in the small council scene. And it's just kind of the same old thing. Just, okay, we went through all this, but it's still basically the same thing, except with people we like on the council as opposed to yeah. Meister Pycelle and yeah. whoever else used to be on it. I don't even remember that far back, but. So I like the way Tyrion's story ended. I'm glad he survived, um, but he's kind of, you know, it's not what we wanted for him. But I still I liked it. It That's is my it number is, eight. My only problem with the, the Tyrion thing is, uh, like, it's supposed to be justice, but it's really basically where he really wanted to be. <laughs> he's he's not no, living a hard he, life. No, but it, he wanted to like be his own vineyard, right? And make right. No, it, may, it makes it makes sense for yeah. <laughs> as soon as Bron opens up all those brothels again, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not the worst crime for him. Like that's the thing. A lot of these aren't the worst. Like John's ending too. It's not the worst thing, but it's not the best. Like they had to choose. No, well, maybe John would have chose. I, I don't know. I didn't mind it. I liked it. That's why it's my number eight. All right, what's your number eight? Uh, my number eight. Ties in directly with what you're just saying, and I have written here, okay. "All hail Brand the Boring." <laughs> yeah. So it's probably the the biggest twist of the whole season, and it really wasn't that much of a twist. Like there really wasn't anything that like shocking this season. Um, the showrunners were definitely hesitant to kill off anybody, uh, and yeah, to see Brand do it was just <laughs> there's something with the way they they made brand that I was kind of like uh like yeah it makes sense in the show but just his character at this point is just so like monotone and that's why he gives one of those stupid smirks and uh just very kind of condescending it's like alright I guess this guy's the king um and it, yeah it does make sense kind of from the way Tyrion was, was positioning everything uh my, my only problem with him becoming king as far as the logic of the show is how quickly everybody else seemed on board with it. Well, yes, I have something to say about that too. But yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's like, okay, the I get the uncle doing it just because he was like, all right, I've already been put in my place, and that was pretty hilarious too. Yeah, like, <laughs> Sansa, <laughs> please stop, uncle. <laughs> Not as funny as Sam. Sam talking about every person should get a vote, and everyone just yeah, laughed at yeah. him. Even Sansa. Uh, I, 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 was, I was watching that scene. I kept thinking of the, the that Dine and Dasher. <laughs> Democracy. 
Manifest. I just kept thinking about that guy, and I was, I was laughing. But uh... <laughs> yeah, just, everybody seemed really on board with it. It didn't make any sense to me. And, well, then, and then the one person that would have been said no. Yeah. And that, and also, everybody that went around, everybody said I, I. A couple of those people should not have had eyes. I mean, it was funny when Davos was like, I don't know if I get a vote. lost them in battle. Exactly. Um, when Davos said, I don't know if I get a vote, but I... Like, that was funny. But, <laughs> but like, when Sweet Robin, and for a brief second I thought my theory that Sweet Robin would take over the Iron Throne, uh, was there. And the, the other guy, Jan Royce, like, that's his bannerman. So he shouldn't have gotten to say, the old guy. Yeah. Also, I didn't know who two, who two of those guys were. Did you, Jeff? Yeah. No, the guy that was in between Sam and and uh, Edward Tully, I had no idea who that guy, that guy was. was. I had no idea who the guy the, in the far that's right the was. That's the kid from uh, Iron Man 3. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Had no idea. And then the, the new Prince of Dorne was there, but, yeah. I, but just because you could tell by the way he's dressed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the guy in the far right, I didn't know who that guy was. And I was trying to do the math of, okay, like who's representing what. And I guess one of those guys could have been representing Highgarden, because Bronn hadn't been spoilers been put in place yet. Um, but I don't know who the other one was supposed to be. Yeah. Maybe that guy was the new lord of... Uh, um, the dance. The dragon... Dragonstone Isles. A fa- the new lord of fancy lad school? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so isn't Brand basically Professor X and that's why everybody said I? Pretty much. Yeah. He just... They probably just wore everything. Yeah. He's... Yeah. Uh, he's Darth Sidious. He's in Palpatine. He's been controlling the whole thing the whole time. Yeah, there you go. True story. Especially that it's like, all right, he's going to push me down this thing and I'm going to die. Well, but probably not. Hey, so, Scott, so I have a question now. It, so, the old, the original Three-Eyed Raven, the old Max von Sydow guy, like, are are these seers or whatever the hell Sam is, do they have really long lives? Like, is Bran going to be king for, like, hundreds of years? So, so I was talking with... with uh, uh, with, with people at work today about that. And my whole take on it is just that he, he's going to live like a normal amount unless he like plants himself inside of a tree. <laughs> and if he does uh, that, yeah. he, if he does that, he's probably not going to be the king anymore. So yeah, he'll have like a normal reign. And then he'll, my guess would be that he's going to have a normal reign and then he's going to go like back to Winterfell or, because I I don't know if they do this in the series, but in the books it's a it's a big plot point that they cut down some of the godswoods. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe he goes back to the Winterfell and like crawls inside the tree, and then that's it. I don't know. Maybe he goes north of the wall again, looking for another godswood. I mean, since the Iron Throne's gone, maybe he builds a wooden throne out of the tree. He grabs an acorn from the one in Winterfell and he plants it in uh, King's Landing. It's kind of like and, uh, what's what's the name of the tree? Deku tree? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Echthelion? Yeah. Something like that. The white tree. Anyways. Um, yeah, what were we talking about? <laughs> Game of Thrones. Jeff, what's Deku your number tree. seven? All right. Well, mine has to go with this Bran as king question mark. I guess for me, it makes, like I said, it's boring. Like Scott said, but it makes sense. But then, yeah, so everyone says I. Sansa says, no, we're not going to be part of this. We're going to be our own kingdom. 
and everyone and he says fine why was it like yara go that whoa, whoa no never mind uh we're not part of it either and then the guy from Dorne's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah we weren't even part of this to begin with so no we're not in it either like why did everyone just say the same thing so so it would have made more sense for yara more than anybody they were like whoa whoa this is a that's something that's that's an option yeah, yeah i take it back <laughs> Yeah, like, that's the only thing I thought was weird. Like, it was cool that Sansa is now Queen of the North and that Bran is... But, like, yeah, what I would have been a little more pushback on some of these other people. Because, like, didn't Dorne... Was Dorne never part of the... I think, is my lore correct that Dorne didn't bend to the Targaryens when the tar- thing happened or something? Um, they, Technically, they did. Because they were supposed to join up with Danny. But seriously, got to him first. No, I mean the original Targaryen takeover. Oh, um, sounds like a WWE finishing move. Yeah, I, for, I forget. I, I think you might I be think, right. I mean, you, you might be right, Jeff. Yeah, unbent, unbowed, unbroken. Right? I think that's the Jesus. I can't believe I remember that. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, unbent, yeah, unbowed, unbroken, no, unfilmed. Unfilmed. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uninteresting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the, the whole council scene. I like Sam when Sam proposed. Well, um, the people should each have a vote, and then everyone laughed. And then, oh yeah, my horse should vote too. <laughs> and, and Sam goes back. And speaking of Sam, I'm going to bring this up. So he's a Meister or Grand Meister. I don't know what the difference is, but he's still with Gilly and has kids. Is that acceptable? I don't understand. I I forget on the show like what the rules are for the Meisters as far as celibacy. I mean, we know Pycelle was banging hookers the whole time. Yeah, like, yeah, that was on this line. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what the rules were for that. But it's like everything else. By the end of the show, everybody was like, "Yeah, we know Jamie and Cersei have been banging. Who cares?" <laughs> like, right. if the the Meister has a kid, only anybody's going to raise a stink about it. Okay, that was my number eight. So you're number seven, or oh, you're number eight. Sorry. So no, my number eight was was the. Yeah. The brand thing. Okay, then you're number seven. Okay, so my number seven is just Tormund Giants Bane. Just like one man comic relief. <laughs> like, every, is some the guy th- with the milk story? Yeah. Some, some of the other characters get some, some witty stuff to say, like leading up to like all these big battles. But like, I, I love that this character just is like never concerned about anything except for Brienne, and then his heart's broken for like five seconds. Poor Samantha Curl was like, hey, and then he's like, oh, I'm over it. <laughs> um, they, did, they did some funny shit with him this season besides just him being him. Like, there there was one shot in particular where John's, like, going out to meet with Dolores Ed or somebody when they're back the first time. And they're, they're about to hug, and all of a sudden... Dolores! All of a sudden, uh... Um... Tormund's head just like pops into the frame, <laughs> like, <laughs> like like he's standing right in front of the camera, and he just looks at looks over at John. Is the big woman here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the funniest part about all that is just again how fast he gets over um, the the whole thing, and then <laughs> and then it turns out that he's actually John's true love. <laughs> That's that, that was my takeaway from the the final sequence. Uh, yeah, one of the few characters that I predicted would survive, um, which isn't saying a whole lot because a lot of characters lived. Like I, I yeah. would have bet on a lot more characters dying. Um, 
Yeah, just this show, like, everybody's taking themselves so seriously, everything going on so seriously. It was nice to have this one character that was just like, ah, fuck it, let's do this thing. Or When, when he was, like, you know, so sad at first about Brienne, and he's you could see him, like, talking to her, and he pans over and he's talking <laughs> to the hound. Of all people, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, man. Then he had the funny line about, uh, <laughs> which one of you cowards shit my pants? Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, that guy's gold. So, yeah, just because I think the show like can be when it really want, when it wants to be can be funny, um, and, and it is funny later on in, in one scene that we'll get to. Uh, well, when one scene in the in the finale, should say. Uh, but yeah, he he was basically it for comic relief for the most part. Uh, there were some other funny lines like. Arya walking away from the Hound and uh, uh, Beric Dondarrion um, to the to the effect of I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hang out with you two miserable old shits like that. There's some some good one-liners, but uh, yeah, Tormund was consistently funny. All right, uh, my number six is uh, the death of Theon slash his. Full story, completion of his story arc. I really like that. Um, so last forever. I mean, he was Reek and he came back, but he wasn't really. He was never really. I mean, he was back, but he was mess, messed up. Back to Scott's favorite. Uh, Euron has Yara, and instead of trying to <laughs> save her, he just jumps off the boat like a coward and blah blah blah. He comes back. He he's serving Danny, but he knows he has to go back and free her. This is more nitpicking. He saves her super easy. Like I was episode one, I think this season. But whatever, he saves her. Yeah, she murders. He, kind he, of... he murders Mac from Always Sunny. <laughs> I did not pick that up when I saw. No, it. I, I, I didn't either. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he finally comes to the point that he, after talking to Bran, that he is both. He is a Stark and he is a Greyjoy. And I like that. So he saved his sister. I'm done with that, but I really have to go back to where I was started. Ned was really my dad. They are my family. And him to protect Bran at the end and just being very Legolas-like with all his <laughs> arrow shooting. And then... <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was like, wow, all those, those Greyjoy archers are badass. <laughs> yeah. But they've set that up. Season one, he was already sharpshooting. So I was fine mm-hmm. with that. Um, and then him at the end, char- I mean, it was stupid, but he had to do it. Him charging the Night King. He's basically charging death. The opposite of him jumping overboard with Euron. In this case, he grabs a spear and charges at Night King. Doesn't do too well, but I like that. And I just like that, you know, Bran saying you're a good man and all that, considering what they went through in season four or whenever it was when he took over uh, Winterfell and all that. So I thought his arc... One of the few ones I think that I, like not a lot of them were pretty good, but this one I felt the best of like the minor the minor characters I should say was the best I thought complete completion. So, see on Greyjoy. If you want to be a brave badass, just cut off your balls. That's the lesson and, here. And pretty much, yeah. Cocking balls. You got nothing to lose. <laughs> All right, uh, that was so Scott. <laughs> you number six. Uh, so number six, and we we talked a little about this earlier, and I and. Alex already said it, but I have written down here the heel turn needed a little more time to breathe, slash better setup. Um, 
so yeah, I, I bought into the whole thing of, of Danny. Never trust a Targaryen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that was that was yelled. Uh, also, uh, hilarious, like all the the people online that are upset about uh, having named their daughters like Khaleesi or Daenerys. <laughs> or... Idiots. Um, that's a, yeah, it just felt like it needed a little more time to breathe, a better setup. Just because it felt like her her slide into madness was all just because of like dumb military mistakes. Like it just, it felt a little forced to 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 happen so quickly. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was executed poorly. It was definitely foreshadowed. It makes sense. It yeah. was just executed poorly. Like yeah, there needed to be a little bit more. Like you said, more time to breathe. Like I mentioned earlier. Like that's the biggest issue with this so so i think part of the problem was the the idea was that she like like Tyrion basically spells it out in the, in the finale um you know how she gets more powerful and she believes in what she's doing and um but but her being able to tell like right from wrong um is, is part of the problem is that she feels like she can only depend on herself um and yeah so again it falls back to give people like like Tyrion and varies who are giving good advice but it's just like because of a, a couple of military setbacks, she's like, "Oh, I can't trust anybody." Like, uh, it, yeah, it just didn't quite sit well with me. Um, I think I think they did do a good job in the like the, the last couple episodes of they they kind of remove her as as like a, a like a point of view character, I guess. Um, you know, with one exception, like it's always like through somebody else's kind of viewpoint when, when she's doing stuff. Um, and so that kind of makes her, uh, like, like she was already gone. Um, so I thought they did a good job with that. Um, more to say about what she actually does <laughs> in the, the penultimate episode. Um, yeah, just again, just a little more setup or just a little more reasoning as to why, uh, she she slid the way that she did. She was inbred. Well, that probably didn't help. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep, I, I'll have more to say about this later. But yeah, I agree. I, I think I, people were mad like there's no way she would have done. It. I'm like, no, yeah, she would have done it, and I guarantee she does it in the books. It's just gonna have time to breathe, right? Like a little bit more. I mean, and they try to do it, right? Jorah died episode two episodes before. Masande was killed the next episode. She John won't be with her. Uh Varys is trying to poison her. I had like, a problem with the Varys thing, by the way. But whatever, all this is happening to her. So yeah. like whether you know I'm just saying like it makes sense for her to feel that way. It's also ever since the beginning she's burning people, she's stealing stuff, she's doing all this stuff. So everything leads to it. Yeah. She's they always kill, she always like been mentioned yeah. in the afterwards. She kills her brother. And right, she just, right. She's always been very callous toward her enemies. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes sense. It's just yeah. It just needed something, something to incite it to make it a little bit more. Just not like we 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 joke that because uh, when she took off, you actually never see her face again. That Bran actually warged into the dragon. <laughs> and he was doing everything, and she yeah. the whole time she's on top going, "Stop, Drogo, stop." <laughs> that would have been funny. Yeah. <laughs> And then he really did drive her crazy. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now he's king. See? It all works out. Yep. 
Everything's coming up brand. <laughs> Except his legs. Yeah. <laughs> also, also, oh. also his penis. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, run on my number five. Sure. All right. <laughs> and I have mm. six, and I'm having a hard time which one I'm going to kick off. But um, I'll go with Jamie's arc. Because I don't know what it is. He's... <laughs> well, he I got can a cut... gold hand, and then that's it. He lives heavily I, ever after. I give myself headcanon, but I don't know if it's true or not. Like, he's all about Cersei. He's all about Cersei. Cersei becomes more and more crazy, and finally he's like, yeah, this... Whatever, I'm done with her. I'm going to go. But he's he keeps going back. You think it's happened before, but he comes back. Now he's here. He's totally helping them out. He gets with Bran. Or Bran. Whoa. Bri- Whoa. <laughs> Brienne. Wouldn't that be a twist? Uh, they, they they have sex, and the next day he just like leaves her, which is terrible. But then he goes back to Cersei. They die in each other's arms. Is it just that he could not get rid of the addiction of Cersei? Is that what they're trying to say? Like he couldn't change. He he says when Tyrion frees him, like I've always been evil. Blah blah blah. I don't, like that's not true. He's done other stuff. So I don't. Yeah, no, I think he's just I, trying to like soften the the blow of him going back because he knows like, but when he's talking to Tyrion not Brienne right right even like, even to Tyrion yeah he's like so trying to justify our... he's probably trying to rationalize it to himself like why he's going back and so if that's it he just can't get rid of the addiction and then when he thinks he can but when he's with Brienne it's not that he's just being like a dick just you know banging her and leaving it was like he just Realized when he was with her, it was not the same, and he really wants he can only be with Cersei, and that's why he leaves. Like, I guess that makes sense. It sucks for her character, but it's good for him. I, but once yeah. again, they don't explain everything enough, and yeah, like that's another plot point that I, I felt like needed a little more room to breathe. Yeah, like so. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I, say, I mean we all kind of thought, or we hoped. Jamie would be, well, Jamie or somebody would be the one that kills Cersei, and it does end up that way. So it's kind of disappointing in that, but I guess it makes sense. I don't know. His character was the most intriguing from the very first episode. Him pushing Bran out the window, and him being a total shit heel, and doing the opposite of the WWE. You know, he did the, the face turn, heel face turn, and then at the end, he's I don't know what he is at the end, but it's definitely worth like it made my list because he was one of the more interesting characters throughout the list. Uh, throughout the series, and I don't know whether I like it or not, but it definitely makes my list at, right in the middle. So there it is. Yeah. Jamie's Indeed. Jamie. So, my, my other problem with that is how they kind of treat Bran there. Yeah. How they just leave her kind of pining for him. Exactly. Which was, was a shitty thing to do to her character, I thought. But uh, I did, I did, it's on my list. I, I might have put it on here if I've been thinking about this at a time, but I. I I really did like when um, jumping back ahead again, when she's the new head of the the Kingsguard, um, or the Lord Commander of the Kingsguard. I forget what the title is, um, but yeah, she, it's her responsibility to fill out the book, and it has that scene where she fills out uh, Jamie's section for being one of the Kingsguard. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I thought that was a great scene. Um, yeah. She she pens it all in uh, very meticulously. Like all all of his heroic deeds. Yeah, and, and I was then, giggling when it was happening. Like I thought at the very end she was gonna go like, and worst two minutes of my life. <laughs> <laughs> small penis. He's got a small dick. Yeah. 
gold hand. <laughs> Knew how to use that gold hand. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, just like, you know, there, 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 there was uh, uh, some very heavy-handed uh, symbolism in the last... was made of gold. In the, in the last in the last couple episodes. And, yeah, her, her literally closing the book on, on Jamie <laughs> was one of the things. Uh, you know, well, let me talk a little bit about the symbolism as we go along here, but... Yeah, Patrick got leveled up too, and his magical he penis. He did. By the way, my last prediction was that Hot Pie was going to be on the Iron Throne. <laughs> did not win that one. Close. Hot Pie. <laughs> maybe he was All one. Right, maybe he was one of those guys that was sitting there on the council. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, he was catering it. They should have <laughs> him like, cater yeah, the yeah. event. Um, so um, on to my number five, I guess. Yeah. Uh, number five is saying goodbye to the Starks. Um, they, they've, you know, always been kind of the central point of the series, other than Danny. Um, and I guess the Lannisters. Um, but you know, one of, one of the focuses of the show is these kids having to to grow up quickly because of their adult parents making shitty decisions and going to war and stuff, and them. Um, having to, to deal with that, and then they finally become the ones that are making decisions. Um, I, I did like, by, by the end, um, each of them was, was fully in control of their, their life again. Um, for basically the first time, um, in the, in the whole series, really. Um, uh, you know, it stands to kind of where she w- was always meant to be. Um, I, I did like Arya was stepping away from, from being a trained assassin. <laughs> Uh, you know, it was fun to see her murder and do the face thing, but, uh, uh, it, it was, that was cool that she, yeah, again, is not, not tying herself to that. She's going to do other things. Although I did think it was a little weak that she just decided to fuck off. Like, oh, like, two of my siblings are now, like, like the highest royalty. I'm sure they're safe. I'm going to leave. <laughs> like, yeah, I had no problem with it. It's not her responsibility. Well, they they harped ad nauseum about how important family is. It's the 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 whole like every time basically Arya talked to John, that was like the whole thing. My family first, um, and then you have John, and then you have John doing the most rebellious thing ever, which is basically going north of the wall. <laughs> like <laughs> stupid John, so rigid. Uh, but yeah, he, he's gonna go play with Egret's uh, ashes. Yeah, do something up there. It, it is it is ironic. I, I I did like for John um, is that he's going to the place that's like the least suited to him. Like what? Because he's so because John's so about duty and following rules, and he's going to live again live with people that don't give a shit about any of that. Oh, he went with the wildlings. Yeah. yeah, where the wildlings are. Yeah. I mean, he. I. I don't mean he like belongs in the north. Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Like that. I didn't mean that part of it, but like as far as like who he's with sure. and what he's doing, um, he's basically abandoning the Night's Watch. Um, well, he died. It's ironic. Yeah. Well, he gets sent back there. Spoilers. Oh. Um, and yeah, uh, Grey Worm sends him there. I. But I didn't know how Grey Worm. I, this whole. Yeah, Grey Worm kind of had an arc. Well, I wasn't talking about that. Like, I don't understand how Grey Worm brings Tyrion as a prisoner to talk to the 
those council people. And then the prisoner is the one who's like just telling everyone how the world's going to be. You're going to vote for Bran. And, and then, I don't know. Well, he... Like, so all those people are still very concerned with, uh, you know, keeping the the royal people royal or whatever, or the, the nobles noble. And he is the the ranking Lannister. So that kind of makes sense. Um, he's also the highest authority outside of Grey Worm, I guess, from Danny's side of things. And John, I guess. But no one was... Yeah, but... but Grey Worm was going to trot John out there. I, I, I don't... Un- I don't understand why great like why would if John kill John did kill Daenerys <laughs> why did Grey Worm but first of all I well I guess we're gonna get to it I don't know are you gonna talk about that or no about yeah. what specifically oh you're no about her getting killed now yeah well not directly so let's talk about that yeah, well let's talk about it right now so all right John kills Daenerys <gasps> all right. <gasps> And then the dragon knows, comes in, sees what's going on, burns down the throne because I think he thinks the throne killed. Symbolism. No, did you hear that today? Either Drogon's the smartest dragon ever or the stupidest one. Either he knows the fight for the throne is what's killed everybody. So he or he saw a, da- a sword in her and was like, I'm going to kill the throne. It stabbed her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I saw that the dragon flies in and was like, which one of you did this? Yeah. Oh, it must have been you, and then he burns the throne down. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, more so the dragon scene. doesn't now that I... blame John, but Grey Worm doesn't. Why would Grey Worm not just destroy John instantly? I don't know. Um... <laughs> He's <laughs> yeah, got no right balls. Answer. Well, I think I think there was still enough Northmen there. That. Yeah, I don't know why he just wouldn't have destroyed instantly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's like, well, like if point. he came back to life once, he's probably going to come back again. So, why waste it? Maybe John turned himself into somebody he wouldn't slit his throat. I don't know. I do. It was funny, like how they do the time skip there. Also, winter was really fucking short after they, after eight seasons of winter is coming. Yeah, winter is coming. Winter lasted okay. like, like it snowed for like five minutes in King's Landing, and that was it. But we had this discussion today at work. It was. Does the whites have anything to do with it? The sun, yes. Is that why so, they had long so, winters? So I think I think that's part of it. Okay. I think that that whole island or the continent or whatever is predisposed to like really long winters. Um, but it's kind of like cyclical. Um, it shouldn't have been over that quickly. That's all I'm saying. Like it snowed for like five minutes in King's Landing. Yeah. But where was I going with this? <laughs> Damn it. I don't know. You're well, really into weather these days. Yeah, I know. Uh, anyway, I did think it was just weird that that Grey Worm didn't murder Jon Snow and T- and Tyrion after Danny was murdered. Although, did they know she was murdered? No, that's okay. Now I know what I was saying. So we have the jump cut and Grey Worm standing there with, uh, Tyrion. with Tyrion, and they they know that Jon's being held prisoner, and they start talking about it. Um, I think Jon just instantly turn himself in because he's fucking John. I think that explains that. I'm like, no explanation needed. I just assumed that John would turn himself in. Like, he wouldn't lie about it. He wouldn't try to hide. He wouldn't try to run. He'd be like, yeah, I did it. Because how else would they know that she got stabbed in the heart? Because, like, Grey Room That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Yeah, John tells him. John 100% is like, yeah, I did this thing. 
like with his hands out, ready to be cuffed. I think Grey Wolf would have slight cut him, shot him. Yeah, that part makes less sense. Maybe not shot him. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, he was pretty, pretty bloodthirsty at that point. All right, anyway. Where are we? Are you done with yours? I forgot what you were even talking about. Um, so I was saying the, my <laughs> good, goodbyes to the Starks. Okay. What about horses? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd knight me. I'd knight me so hard. <laughs> All right, uh, my number four is Arya killing the Night King, the slash, the entire battle. This is, I'm not saying this is good or bad. I, I i like that it was Arya that did it. That makes sense to me. Why not? She's been, she's stealthy. She can get in there. She can do her cool little move. I just don't like how the threat was, this biggest threat that's been going for eight seasons has ended relatively easy. I don't know. And it was just another thing that just didn't, maybe wasn't executed. So not only was the threat ended instantly like that, but the the other problem I had was they set this up to be like the real battle. Exactly. And it turned out to be like, eh, not really. Yeah. (laughs) We, We know... Yeah, we know nothing about why he was, but the way of doing any of this, it was just kind of. Well, they explain it that he's trying to kill all memories. What well, that? They said that. I don't know what the hell that fucking means. And like, I, wow, that's some Kingdom Hearts shit right there. Yeah, uh, what no, that's no, that's that's a hundred percent some kind of like JRPG thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I did. Just, that whole episode was fun to watch if you could see what was going on. It was very <laughs> yeah, dark. darkly filmed. Yeah, I'm glad uh, it was vindicated. Like, as I was watching, I was like, is my TV fucked up? Like, I don't, is there something yeah. wrong with the feed? Like, everybody said that. <laughs> yeah, What's wrong with like, my oh, TV? No, no, it was just really dark. Um, Jack, but I, like I said, I, if I'm, I'm trying to be negative, and I do like the fact that Arya is the one who got the killing blow. I think it made sense. I know everyone wanted Jon, but eh, I think it's fine that Arya did it. And, uh, but... Sloppily done. Like I, I don't. It's just yeah. It was just over. Like done. Now let's go kill Cersei. And then, oh, then kill James. And then go kill Danny. Oh, like that's happened one episode after another. It was like whoa. So anyway, I like that Arya did it. There it is. And I guess I like the way that the Lord of Light stuff was like you saved. Uh, uh who's the guy with the eye patch and the flaming sword? Beric Dondarrion. Yeah, his role was to to basically <laughs> save Arya he, and the Hound to get Hound there, he and whole thing, just to get Arya to get her to Melisandre, so Melisandre could basically say, "Go kill someone with blue eyes." I did like that chain of events there, but yeah. So Arya, number four, Scott. Okay, uh, number four. Um, I I'm going to say it lived up to the hype. Uh, it was the final Cleegan bull yeah. uh, to, to see Sandor Cleegan and uh, the mountain that rides uh, Gregor Cleegan finally duke it out. Um, I like the whole setup for the fight. Where <laughs> he just uh, poor Kyburn gets his head smashed in because uh, Gregor's just basically an animal. The only reason he's been falling around seriously in, in Kyburn is because he just loves violence. He doesn't have anything else to do. Uh, but as soon as he sees his brother, he's like, fuck it, I gotta go kill my brother. Um, and then Sandor um, finally getting the chance uh, to take on his brother once again. Uh, Zombie Gregor, or Gregor, whatever you want to call him. Uh, Sir Robert Strong. 
Um, and it was almost comical the way that, that Cersei just kind of like tiptoed around them as they're fighting on the stairs. And then the the fight itself, that was some metal shit. <laughs> like, the, the the castle around them is falling apart, and it's on fire, dragons flying by, um, the the sky is like orangish red, um, and these guys, this, this isn't like a fucking wuxia style fight. They're just fucking bashing away at each other with these huge swings, um, you know, taking out some of the masonry, uh, and it's you know it's brutal uh, even by Game of Thrones standard. Uh, you get some eye gouging, uh, you get a knife through the all the way through the eye through the back of the head, um, and then the hound uh, uh, dies very poetically. Um, you know, they, they've been setting this up for eight eight seasons um, that. I mean, technically, the f- I'm sure the fall killed him. But <laughs> uh, it was the the chickens that came back. Yes, uh, but the he falls into like the fire as well. Um, and I did like the fact that even though everything around him is burning, he was able to get past that just because he hated his brother so much. Uh, I thought that was cool. Um, and yeah, just seeing uh, Zombie Gregor unmasked, uh, a la Darth Vader. <laughs> He kind of looked like him too. What's what's his name? Damn. That actor, David Prowse. No, no, it's not. Oh. <laughs> Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, you know, you might have some more to say about it, Jeff. So I'll, I'll kind of leave it at that. But I fucking loved it. I was like that. It felt like something out of like a Frank Rosetta painting. These two massive knights just hacking each other on the stairway. It's fucking cool. Yeah, my number three, Claudine Bowl. Loved it. Uh, lived up to the hype, as you said. Everything about it was just these two badass dudes. I love the way how uh, okay, killed Kyburn with no problem. Let Cersei go. Who cares? It's not about that. It's about brothers fighting and just, yeah. I just, Everything you already said, it, just, it was brutal. I totally think it lived up to it this season. And, uh, yeah. And I just say, since you covered most of it, leading up to it, when he tells Sansa, not Sansa, Arya, to not, ha- you know, go through that much hate of revenge and driving him to do that. And then it's kind of saving her life there. And then her calling him Sandor, probably the first time I think anyone's ever called him Sandor the entire um, eight, I, I, eight episodes, uh, eight seasons. Um, Sansa did it the previous episode. Okay, well, there you go. Both Stark girls yeah, calling yeah. that. I like that. Uh, so, yeah, the, everything you mentioned, but... It, it is funny yeah. that he wound up saving both of them. Yeah. Like, one of my... We'll, we'll, we'll talk more about it when we do a retrospective. But one of my, my favorite scenes in the whole series is... Is it season two or three? Where they have the riots, and, yeah. and Sandar just comes beating ass to, to get back. To, to find her and drag her off to safety. It's like ripping dude's yeah. spines out. Did we talk about this last week? Because I feel like I told somebody this exact same thing. Anyway, that scene was badass. That fight was badass. Yeah, and I would say we're, we're going to remember the big moments, but there are worse smaller moments this season, like Sons and the Hound and him saying, you know, if you would have came with me, none of that bad stuff would have happened to you. And her saying, well, if that would have happened to me, I still would have been a little bird. And like, I do like, see, the, they just needed more moments like that. And I they did, they did have them this season. They just needed more of them. Yeah. Although that, that line was a little weird. I thought really? uh, like, she's like, 
it's it's basically saying, well, it, like in a way, it's a good thing that I got like passed around and raped and. No, but generalities. I think yeah. Okay. If she... No, I mean, I, 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 I get the the overall thing. Yeah, I'm sure she didn't mean it that way, but exactly. Thank God I got raped. Is not what she said. <laughs> That's not what she said. Exactly. All right. Uh, so you're number three. All right. So on my number three, uh, we talked a little bit about this earlier, but the new small council. Um, I w- I would love just a whole episode of that, like a prologue, just them bickering for an hour, like no plot, like them just just bullying each other and and ragging on each other. Um, I, I love the whole setup where Tyrion straightens up all the chairs. And they immediately come in and <laughs> and just mess them all up again. Um, so I saw somebody describe it as something akin to the uh, um, the Breakfast Club. <laughs> Each of them was like a different archetype, where like Sam's the nerd, um, and Bronze the I don't know the criminal, um, and so on. Uh, but yeah, just some some of the. The barbs they're laying on each other were awesome. I love how Davos corrects Bronn's grammar um, as a callback to when Stannis did the same thing to him. Um, and then, uh, you know, the line about, are you the master of grammar now? Uh, it's funny how Bronze basically, like, short of being the king, there's really nowhere for him to move up. <laughs> um, I'm not sure I buy that it was the best idea to make him master of the coin. I don't know... If but Tyrion thought that was necessarily the best idea. <laughs> he's, he's clearly going to line his own pockets. Bronn's whole storyline this season was stupid. Yeah. It was, it was kind of weak. Um, but it's fun to see him there to be part of the King's Council. Sure. He was uh, a great character, but this season... Yeah, yeah Sam has the book, and it was fucking hilarious that Tyrion's not in the book. It was very cheeky, though. The Song of Ice and Fire. Um, and then Brienne gets gets promoted... I'm I'm a little con- I'm talking about this again with people I work with. Uh, a little confused about why she was in King's Landing with Bran and not why she didn't go back. With Sansa. Yeah, I mean, I guess she's still the owner of lands. I don't know, but if you're the king, if you're Kingsguard, you give up all your titles, right? I thought that's mm-hmm. how that worked. Or all, all um, ownership, land ownership, or heir to whatever. Oh uh, uh, yeah, but um, I mean, it, I I can see it where Sansa was like, no, stay here and protect my brother, or whatever. And she always did want to be one of the King's Guard. She could have been Sansa's Queen's Guard. So I don't, again, I don't, I'm not quite sure why she didn't go back with Sansa. Um, but again, I love that scene where she writes in the the ledger that for for all the King's Guards. Um, but she's always wanted to be a knight. Now she's the knight of the knight. She's yeah. the head knight. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. No, that I'm, makes sense to me. No, no. I mean that that makes sense why she would want that position. But she's she's almost as rigid as John with like the whole duty and honor thing. She swore the oath. The oath. Um, so yeah, I mean I don't really have a problem with it. I was just like felt like there needed to be something in between there. Maybe um, I liked how they were missing like master whispers and a master of war. Um, cause I don't really need those right now. Um, but I was, I was really curious to see like, well, who are they going to fill those with? But then I realized they're pretty much out of name characters. So it wouldn't have really mattered. Like, <laughs> unless they just wanted to, to do some bullshit. We're like, Oh, you're a name character here. You get to 
this new position. Um, and like how Bran like, already doesn't give a shit about what's going on. <laughs> he just lets Tyrion run the whole show. Uh, wheels off to go find a dragon. Which, to in his defense, is much more interesting than sitting going over numbers. Uh, but again, just that, that small council scene was great. You know, the joke about opening up brothels and uh, I the whole thing finishes where Tyrion's starting to tell a joke about a brothel. That's the last time we see those characters. Yeah. Hmm. Alright, uh, my number two is John going north of the wall. I liked it. I think it was a good not the ending I would have thought of for him, but I think it makes sense. Um, yeah, he was sentenced to the to the Night's Watch, but I, yeah, he's going to definitely go live uh, live up there in the north. You're right. I guess the Wildlings is not really his thing, but he's made friends with all of them. Like, I think it makes sense. Um, definitely, in the being in the north makes sense. Him being with uh, maybe he'll let his Targaryen side down, be a little wilder, <laughs> and uh, hang out with his best bud Tormund. Te- teach uh, the Lord's kiss. Uh, yes, to, to and a bunch uh, of new ladies. There you go. <laughs> Thing with his tongue, and he'll uh, <laughs> touched. Uh, touched. They were showing when they go there that there was, you know, plants growing through the snow. Yeah, I did like that. So, yeah, the dream of spring, whatever. I, I liked. I like John's ending. I I didn't think he was going to survive because he's also alive with Lord's Light magic, right? So, like to me, it seems like once everything was done, his job he never longer needs to be there, but. Uh, yep. I'm glad he gets to go up north and be with Tormund, and they'll have many adventures. <laughs> All right, what's your number two? Okay, so my number two. Um, you, you talked a lot about it already, Jeff. But the the dead fall upon Winterfell. Um, despite being so dark, um, and there being some really dumb strategic decisions. Like, I don't know why they had to send the Dothraki out there. Because uh, it looked cool. I, I was going to say, it did look awesome with all the, the flaming arcs or whatever the hell their swords are called. Uh, but, yeah, it didn't make any sense. Like, I thought the cavalry was going to be good. I, I don't know. In the dark like that? And it just didn't... Because remember, they were going to charge out there in the dark before Melisandre showed up. So, yeah, I'm not entirely sure what the, the plan was with that. And then it looks like they all get killed, like with the like, the exception of a few of them running on foot back. Um, the same thing with the the Unsullied. We talked about this in the beginning. Um, it looks like the, almost all the Unsullied get killed. Yeah, they've like full armies of these guys by the end of the the season finale. Um, yeah, they're just standing right off of camera. You can see one of their toes. <laughs> I guess, uh, but. Uh, yeah, it was. It got really intense at points, like when they start scaling the walls, um, and it, when Arya's dodging through the, the library, that was really cool. Um, there, there was a couple of weak spots. Um, I know a lot of people were complaining about Arya magically teleporting in and um, stabbing the, the Night King. Um, and really, my only problem again with that is we kind of already mentioned is that the Night King kind of seemed too smart to, to do something like that, to be out in the open like that. There was no reason he had to be there. Um, 
and also my my last point uh, about that that whole battle is by the time it's all over, it looks like there's five people alive, like and they're all named characters. So I thought that was a little weak. All they had to do was like throw a few extras around them to show that some other people survived. Because it totally looked like at, at one point like Tormund and I think it's Gendry are like standing in the middle of the open with just on a pile of corpses. Like, how were they not overrun? It doesn't make any sense. Also, they were. Yeah, they, I, mean, I had the same and they were, problem too. They, everyone died. Yeah, and they were, and they were. A couple other people should have died. Yeah, and then there was a dumb, and then they were dumb for not thinking that the the dead wouldn't be raised in the crypts. I heard people talking about before that, beforehand that like, oh, like Bran knows that the crypts are uh, like magical and they're protected from the Night King. That's why he's out in the the grove and not underground. Like no, no, no. We just bothered to think that, like, oh yeah, these people raised the dead. Let's throw people in with a bunch of the dead. So no, okay. They carried a a, a white and a wooden box from the north to King's Landing. It couldn't break out of the box, but these ones can break out of their concrete yeah. crypts. Well, I think I, I think they had that one bound, but yeah, it was still bullshit. That they punched to the stone like that. Must have been really, really old. Mason work. Yeah. So it was all sheetrock. Yeah, but but overall, it's like a spectacle. Like Adobe. Like that. It's crazy to think that that was just an episode of a TV show. Sure. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Uh, number one, Danny going crazy, burning everybody, while. We, I think we've all agreed that well, it she didn't... plays the fiddle. <laughs> she lands on there, and they play the bells, and she still goes and just wasn't executed. Bestly, or you know, didn't explain her turn, but once she turned, I liked it. It was definitely a stunning moment in Game of Thrones, and I liked it. And I saw it coming; like I knew it was going to happen. But uh, that's just, I, I just guess because I don't know. I just had a feeling it was going to happen, but I really liked it. And uh, yeah, I heard turning heel. I thought was awesome. The uh, throughout the entire season, they really nailed the dragon CGI. Uh, I think you can't. I think better than any dragon that's ever been on in a movie. Uh, oh, scenes, what about Dragonheart? Yeah, way better. There's scenes <laughs> in the night battle when the dragons are flying against the Night King dragon, and they go up above the clouds, and they just see, like the moonlit and everything. That was awesome. But and even here, just flying around, flaming. I don't know how. A dragon gets its fuel for its fire. I think it would have ran out eventually. I don't know. <laughs> mana mana pouches on it or something. But I thought it was really cool. Good or bad. I still was definitely an epic scene. And uh, I know people are very split on it. I liked it. But I do agree it wasn't executed perfectly. Like why she did it. But whatever. I loved it. So Danny turning into the Mad Queen and burning King's Landing to the ground. Uh, that's my number one. Scott. So, same. Uh, my number one is the destruction of King's Landing. Um, nice. So, basically what you're saying, Jeff, um, yeah, no problem with the heel turn, like, in and of itself. Um, it, once, once she starts doing it, yeah, it's, it's fucking intense. Uh, I, I was curious, like, how they're going to try to top the Battle of Winterfell. Um, and I don't want to necessarily say it tops because it's kind of a different thing. It's its own thing. Um, whereas Winterfell is so dark that you can't see anything. This is in broad daylight. Um, so we get to see all of the carnage, all the destructions, people running through the streets. 
uh, mostly through through Arya's point of view. Um, but yeah, like I think it's cool that you don't see once she goes full ham, <laughs> you don't you don't see her again. Uh, she uh, you just kind of see the dragon. Uh, you barely see her riding it. Um, it the the wholesale destruction because that goes on for like what is it like twenty minutes or something like that even longer. Um, you know, the keep going down, uh, at the same time, just everything being slagged. Um, yeah, it was, uh, again, uh, going back to the, the Battle of Winterfell, I think it was called like the, the longest night, the, the long night, um, for the, the episode where she burns down King's Landing, that's called the Bells. Um, mm-hmm. again, this is, this is, such a spectacle uh it's almost difficult to <laughs> to to judge it just by uh as an episode of television um in in a, in a series um it was that cool uh, and uh, just to add to that i thought the the bells episode was the best episode of the season um and i kind of defend that by saying that i'm not going to lay some of the 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 weak writing specifically on that episode. Um, you know, once things started going, they did the best they could with it. Um, if she was going to burn down King's Landing, like that looked fucking awesome. Like that whole sequence. So can't really complain about that. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree. Just burning down King's Landing. That was like the, the most heinous thing that anybody did in the entire series. Kind of drive the point home that, at the end of the day, she really was the, the top villain. Yep, it will be interesting if you go read back, go back and rewatch or reread to see her character knowing that's her outcome, right? Like, I definitely got that impression be... more in, the, in watching her than, than reading the books, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, that is it. Uh, I had one honorable mention, which was the talk around the fireplace in episode two. Oh, yeah, that was good. Where it was right before the they knew the night battle was going to happen and every, all our favorite characters are sitting around, you know, saying, yeah, most likely, you know, we're probably all going to die. And then Terry makes it like, oh, we're all going to live. And I think they all do, the people around the fireplace, if I, if I remember correctly. But anyway, they, yeah, they all, it was they, just good. They, they do survive that night, yeah. Yeah, it was just a nice little scene with all our favorite characters. Um, any honorable mentions, or I think we should rate it. Um, just again, like like you've been mentioning, Jeff. Um, some of the best parts of this, this season were just like the little interactions, um, little one-liners. It, it was great to see like Sansa meet up with Tyrion again, um, and then kind of recognize where where they've all wound up and how you know she treats him with respect and even sticks up for him to, to Daenerys. Um, like that was one of my favorite interactions. Um, you know, Arya and the Hound was great. Like when they're riding off to King's Landing, and he says, "Like if I get hurt again, you're just gonna leave me." And she says, "Probably." <laughs> and he yeah. and he laughs. Like they get each other. Like it's <laughs> like they they have you know genuine affection for each other by by the time things are over. Um, and, and some smaller oh, things yeah. like like. Uh, Tyrion sneaking uh, Podrick extra wine. Like, this is little things if you're paying attention. There was a big hullabaloo about Arya 
uh, having sex. Oh movie. yeah. Okay. So, um, not really an honorable mention about anything, but uh, so I mentioned a couple times that I was part of a fantasy league for Game of Thrones, where we all drafted characters, and then those characters get points for certain things, like if they killed a named character, if they just killed random characters, if they died, that was like worth points. There was a sex section, and on the sex section it was like if you get naked, if you have sex, like blah blah blah. And of all the fucking characters, <laughs> it was Arya <laughs> that got naked in the season. Um, unfortunately, dragon and wolf nudity did not count. Otherwise, I would have cleaned up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. of all the characters that, that would go through that and got uh, the person that had Arya a ton of points. Um, I thought that was kind of funny. And I know people thought it was kind of weird because, they, like we said, we've seen these these kids grow up. Um, she's in her 20s now. But it's still kind of weird to think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, honorable mention to seeing Ghost at the very end. Yeah. John fucking, B. with Ghost fuck. again. Can, uh, dishonorable mention to Ghost because he was one of the characters I drafted. And he didn't do <laughs> shit. I got... On screen. I got I got 20 points for him total. And that was the default 20 points that you got if your character survived. You got more, character, you got more points if your character died than if they survived. So that's kind of bullshit. He lost an ear. He lost an ear, but I didn't get any points for it, so I don't care. It's <laughs> bullshit. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I think he killed like a thousand men, but you just didn't see it. It was off screen. Mm-hmm. Just uh, off screen. Just I think. Like, yeah. You know what? I think you're right. I think I'm gonna dispute the the final standings. <laughs> you know, you know, the, who wound up with the most point? Which character wound up with the most points was fucking Bran. Like nobody drafted that guy high. I was like, yeah. yeah, yeah. His sex scene was weird. Yeah, it was with with, <laughs> with, with Jamie. Yeah, that was huge really? twist. Yeah. <laughs> That's the move that he pulled? Yeah, with the... <laughs> huge twist. Well, he's got the, the golden hand. Yeah. All right, uh, let's rate it. You've now, we're just touch. rating... <laughs> we're rating season eight only, so this is not Game of Thrones as a whole, but just season eight. And I will give this a five. This will... I liked it. It wouldn't be. It's not definitely not one of my favorite seasons. Uh... I don't think it's toward the bottom either. I, you know, let's leave some time to sit with it for a while before I fully compare it with all the rest. But I give it a five. I really liked it. Um, I mean, I already have watched most of these episodes again, so I've already watched it. But yeah, five for me. Yeah, I will give it a five as well. Um, I thought they, for the most part, despite my gripes, I thought they wrapped it up as pretty much best they could. You know, if they weren't going to kill characters off. Um... Yeah, not not my favorite season. Um, some some like next level spectacle going on here for a TV show, which I think again is worth mentioning. Uh, you know, this is the the end of a. <laughs> we'll talk about this in a minute, maybe. But this is the end of a, kind of a cultural touchstone era, I guess. Like it's all coming at once between this and the Marvel stuff. Uh, yeah, it's. Oh God, kind of don't sad. talk about Marvel now, too. It's kind of sad. It's making me sad. It's making me sad. Yeah, it's really thinking about. It. But yeah, a five. Give the season a five. All right. And for any new listeners, our scales on one to seven. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. one being garbage, seven being perfection. I rate this uh, NA. All right. <laughs> for not Alex. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of Alex, now you talk for the next little while here. It's time for Alex knows sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? So, May 25th, 
The time is almost here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the sporting event that everybody's, like, clamoring for. Even bigger than Game of Thrones. You don't have to tell me. Yeah. It's the national semifinals for the NCAA divisions in men's lacrosse. Woo! It's finally here. Yeah. Gonna be Virginia takes on Duke, followed by Yale versus Penn State. <laughs> Those traditional sports powerhouses. That's right. <laughs> Although Duke does have a very good basketball team, so I guess that counts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for to take the whole thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Penn State. Not in a landslide, but they're gonna eke it out. Penn State. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. All right. What do you All think, right, Jeff? I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna bet on that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take your advice on lacrosse. I'll go. Yeah, I'm I, gonna go with, I'm I, gonna, I think I'm going to go with Duke. Traditional lacrosse power. <laughs> I told yeah. you guys to bet on Arya having sex, and you guys didn't. Yeah, I was, I was. Mm-hmm. That was dumb of me. I admit. Yeah. I couldn't name like I, one thing about lacrosse other than maybe the goalie's called a goalie. <laughs> I know it was he- featured heavily in American Pie. I don't even know is the is the ball they use called a ball. So the lacrosse ball? Like, is there a name for that? The name for the position? I don't know. No idea. Inform us, Alex. Uh, all right. Well, Al- yeah, on Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time for DM News. <laughs> it was, yeah. All right. We do things professionally here on Shadows. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, kind of jumping off of Game of Thrones here. Uh, <laughs> it's, there's, there's been a... This is hilarious to me. There's there's been a uh, an online petition to have the ending to the Game of Thrones uh, finale changed. Uh, people are that upset. Um, I I don't know what planet people live on. They they're like, yes, this thing that costs millions and millions and millions of dollars that's been planned and filmed way ahead of time. HBO is just going to go back in and cut that up again. I'm sure none of the actors have anything better to do. Like, mm-hmm. Or the directors, well, the showrunners. Just... Or the, they probably just start dismantling all the sets. I don't know. But it's... I don't know. I, will, I, I do know that like Ireland's basically going to shut down because Game of Thrones was like 50% of their economy. Mm. But <laughs> much like uh, X-Files was to Canada. Um, yeah, I don't know who these people are that are like, yeah, I need to change. Uh I say that, but I do remember they they kind of did that for Mass Effect Three, and they caved yeah, on that. Yeah, but it's it's different when you know it's just a DLC that you can update the game. With. Right, but that's still like the creators have to go through a lot of shit to get that done. Um, yeah, yeah, the, um, yeah. I just I don't know. It's it's hilarious to me that people taking the time to do something like that. Um, which leads me to the other petition that I want to talk about. And my next story is that uh, we have ourselves a new Batman boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Batman boys. Robert Robert Pattinson has been has been Bad boy. tapped to play uh, the Batman. I think is what they're going to call the new Batman movie by Matt Reeves, mm-hmm. which is I I say Matt Reeves because every time I read a story about this new movie, it's always Matt Reeves is Batman. Matt Reeves is this. Matt Reeves is that. And then I'm like, is this somebody I should know? And I looked him up. And for those unaware, Matt Reeves uh, directed the last couple of Planet of the Apes movies, which were decent. Mm. Um, directed uh, Let Me In, which is pretty good. Um, Cloverfield, which is all right. 
and then a bunch of TV. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if this guy's necessarily the next Christopher Nolan. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's his baby, and he wants Rob Pattinson. Um, okay. Well, I said, there's, yeah, there's this huge bad backlash on Robert Pattinson, mostly because he was in the Twilight movies, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, but he's actually, if you've seen him in other things, he's actually a really good actor. Um, he's definitely going to have to bulk up if he's going to do the role, but, hey, Christian Bale did it. So, just another example of, 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 uh, yeah. of Brits taking <laughs> our... Did. Taking our gerbs. It's, we're we're one reboot away from from Captain America being played by a British guy. I I'm not looking forward to that day. Yeah. Um, Hail Hydra. No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, fans have never liked the casting of Batman. They even before the internet, they were like writing letters to get uh, Michael Keaton. They don't want Mr. Mom playing Batman. That is so true. like whatever. Beetlejuice. Shut up and just. Accept it. Yeah. Matt? <laughs> was he upset? I don't remember her seeing that post. He was surprised. I don't know if he upset he was. Yeah, I don't think he was upset. It was just like, what, this guy? Yeah, Heath, I don't want a Heath Ledger. I don't want a gay cowboy being Batman. It's like, they're called actors. Get over it. Like, I wish I could quit. <laughs> uh, but gay cowboys eating pudding. So... Um, yeah, that's, that's basically what I wanted to go over. Uh, Game of Thrones, uh, as far as the, the ratings went, um, so the the final episode drew in uh, 13.6 million viewers, um, in the U.S. anyway. I don't know about uh, worldwide. Um, I don't know what to compare that to. <laughs> that seems like a pretty high number to me. Um I know. I think like the record's always still mash or some bullshit like that. Uh, I don't say bullshit. Uh, yeah, the mash mash is good. Um, uh, Chris Rock's joke. I haven't seen white people this mad since they canceled mash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but well, say bullshit since since you had to watch um, TV when it was on. Uh, so uh, yeah, I guess the final season did well. Um, and I have enjoyed all the jokes on like the the internet stuff that I watch about how people are saying HBO is fucked now. Uh, my favorite being John Oliver on uh, Last Week Tonight. <laughs> he always works in a joke or two and all of his things. He's on HBO about how this network is fucked. <laughs> After he talks about Game of Thrones being over. Um, and then finally, just, uh, you know, uh, anyway, again, a little outside. Game of Thrones, but definitely related to it, um, is I, I'm really curious to see if there's going to be a next for this kind of thing. Um, you know, the way we consume uh, media and television now makes having the, the kind of appointment television like almost obsolete. Like, I mean, AMC still has a couple things. Um, I mean, some of the cable channels still have a couple of these. Um, but it's to the point now where you go on Netflix and you watch all 10 episodes or whatever you want. Um, so it loses that whole kind of water cooler at work. Um, you know, everybody knows when everybody else is going to be watching it kind of thing. Um, I, I guess the previous one would have been, I don't know, the Sopranos. 
Um, I think Breaking Bad. Breaking, yeah, a lot of people talk about Breaking Bad. I mean, there was like Lost, um, Walking Dead. Walking Dead. Um, I don't know that any of them were as big as Game of Thrones, though. No, no. but we said nothing since Sopranos. I'm just giving stuff. No, well, like, but like on that same level, though. Breaking Bad was pretty big, just because you didn't watch it. A lot of other people did. Okay, I'll buy that for now. <laughs> uh, for but now. but but again, my my you know, I'm just uh, you know personally, I'm, I'm just uh, I'm curious to see if this can be done again. Uh, because yeah, like it's to the point where people don't have to watch things when they don't want to. Like I wonder, I wonder, if, I wonder if HBO if Arrested Development could do it. No, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, I wonder if HBO at start like if, if HBO Go was a thing from the from the right away, like when when Game of Thrones started and everybody had access to it and was using it, then like how that would affect it, like the kind of water cooler talk. Yeah. But I kind of disagree with you, Scott. I think Netflix is the only one who does that. Hulu for the most part, releases them one week at a time. Mm-hmm. You still have network television. Even Netflix has some that are one week at a time. I think there's still, a, it's going to be a mixture. And I think the Disney one, they already mentioned like the Star Wars one, the Marvel ones are going to be one week at a time. So I don't think we're completely losing it. This is not going to be the last one because of the reasons you're saying. Like, and There's different ways to consume it and I think both are acceptable. I just... People, that's just, I just, but I don't think it's going to go completely away. I don't think everything's moving to just the binge fest for the reasons that you're talking about, about making it an event as opposed to, you know, what Stranger Things is and these other shows on Netflix. So mm-hmm. I, ho- I hope you're wrong, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I hope I am too. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is wrong. <laughs> Anyways, that's, that's all I wanted to talk about. Uh, Alex, anything you wanted to mention? Yeah, as I was telling Jeff, I'm a little bit light speed lagged. Oh yeah, from coming back from Batu. <gasps> What's Batu? It's the new Galaxy's Edge Star Wars it, land over it, at Disneyland. Was Park. it better than Pat One? <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> it was. What's that? Your IQ? Well, ooh, damn. <laughs> but yeah, the new section of the park is amazing. Once you enter it. It, they built it in such a way where you can't see anything like past it, really. So you just get immersed into the land. You forget that you're Disneyland. You're this whole Star Wars universe. Uh, it's incredible. All the artwork, all the buildings, the architecture and everything. It, and, of course, not to mention the Millennium Falcon, Jeebus H. I got chills every time I walked by it. I couldn't believe it. Awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. Even on the inside and everything... Uh, pro tip, test all the switches because you never know which ones are going to just flip. They don't do anything, but, you know. <laughs> Especially on the Falcon. It's finally just pushing random buttons. And I'm like, oh, these ones push. They do stuff. <laughs> these ones push. Yeah. <laughs> that was fantastic. Oh, here's a pro tip for people working in uh, on the <laughs> Smuggler's Run, which is the ride. This should be good. In the, in the Falcon? Yeah. Uh, there's, for those of you who don't know, you actually <laughs> I like have where to this do is going. things. Yeah. You actually have to do things in the ride. So there's the engineer that you have to push buttons every once in a while. There's gunners and, uh, you also, you know, you fire your guns and everything. Cause it's like a big video game. And then there's pilots. So, uh, people working the line, giving the jobs out, uh, don't, don't give the pilot job to grandma. 
Abuela. Yeah, abuelita. And she was uh, a Latin grandma and abuelita. And she's like, oh, I don't know. And her son had to like reach over <laughs> to her side because they were both pilots to you know do stuff for her and not completely crash the ship. <laughs> Awesome. It, it was still fun. It was a lot of fun, and I was like having a blast. I was one of the gunners on my first ride, and it was it was still a lot of fun. So does uh, it feel like you're in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon? Oh yeah, nice. That's it's it looks amazing from the inside, and uh, you know, and from the outside as well. And the shops are all awesome. Uh, I went I built my own lightsaber. It's pretty sweet. Uh, the droid shop is amazing. Uh, it's every, everything has that lived-in Star Wars feel to it. Uh, oh, and you can get your. Oh, uh, maybe I won't spoil it for you. I won't. I won't. You'll yeah. like it, Jeff. So, yeah, just a heads up. Um, I got a reservation, so I'll be going June third. Uh, special guest Matt has been has been going, so we're gonna get a few of us on here. We'll have a whole episode just on Galaxy's Edge coming up in the next well, a week or so after the main opening. So yeah. Be prepared for that, but Alex giving us a nice sneak preview is awesome right now. As long as it feels like Star Wars and the Millennium Falcon looks like the Millennium Falcon, I think I think I'll be happy. We'll see. <laughs> what happened to the new optimistic Star Wars Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> it's going right out the window the second he walks into Star Wars land. <laughs> <laughs> if I see a goddamn uh porg, I'm gonna be upset. But other than well... that <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> Can I at least kick the porg and eat the porg? Uh, pretty sure you could kick him, but the <laughs> the the cast members might be mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Anything else? Nope. Right, Jeff. We, oh yeah, the food is really good. And also, we got to try some of the food at the at the nice sit down restaurant. Well, it's not you know it's a Disney sit down restaurant, so you go up to the cashier, you order your food, and then you have to find your own seat. But it was good, like really good. Okay. All right. Uh, Jeff, anything you wanted to go over? No. I think this, all my pop culture has been Game of Thrones lately, so I got nothing. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll go back to. I want to watch Cobra Kai season two. I missed that. Maybe I'll report on that next week. But yeah, nothing for me. So, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. <laughs>